0: Lob Talk Radio.
1: back we are here again bringing you infinite love talk radio here at blog talk our most favorite place to be
2: yes for sure babe and it is good to be back talking with you and of course all of our listeners by the way you guys can join us live anytime by calling 347-215-8305 or or by joining our chat room throughout our entire show
1: and I want to let everybody know, I know last week we had a ton of people in our chat room and they were all telling us that they hear echoes. So we, we ask you to please excuse that, but know that we are right here and you can join us, as my husband said, by calling 347-215-8305. And today we are covering myths. Yes, all kinds of
2: myths. Echo, echo. No, I'm just <laughs> Yes, babe. And as we all know, there are so many myths out there today, but today we want to cover what is true, and what is false?
1: Like what, honey?
2: Well, like for starters, one of the big granddaddies of all myths. I would have to say, since we are in the Northwest, this is one that we grew up knowing, and that is the Sasquatch, better known as the Bigfoot.
1: Oh, yeah, that one, okay. <laughs> well, I'll be the first to say this one is true. It's definitely true. Really? I know it for sure. I know it for sure, honey, okay, for real, okay, the story goes like this. It was me, my friend Tamika, and my mother. And we was riding in our car one day here in beautiful Seattle, Washington, and we had to exit off of the freeway, and it's called I-5. For anybody in the Pacific Northwest, you know what I'm talking about. So we get off the exit on I-5, and it's on James Street. That's the the name of the exit. (laughs) (laughs) No, really, see, my husband's laughing already, but this is true, you guys. This is a true story, and I would stand behind it. I bet my life on it. And to get where we were going, we had to stop at a stoplight. Well, oh, my God. Here he comes. He came running up the side of the hill leading up to where we was at the stop, and he right smack in front of us, he stops, and he looks us right in our face. We was like, oh, my goodness. We was in shock. We look right at him. And, I mean, we made eye contact and everything. He was hairy, and I told this story on our reality show to Christie's Committed as well, and I got a lot of people, they thought it was funny, you know, but this is a myth that I can stand behind and definitely, definitely tell you it is true. We saw him. He was about eight feet tall. He was hairy. He had these weird color eyes that I've never seen on a human, and he was hairy everywhere. And it was raining, so his hair was like laying down and sticking (laughs) to his face. I mean... Uh, all I can say is that you had to be in the car that day. We do, We are not alcoholics. We are not drug addicts, nothing of the sort. On, we were totally coherent. On. We looked. We saw the Sasquatch. He ran. He stopped in front of the car. We almost actually hit him because my mom's foot was on the brake, but she got ready to hit the gas when we saw him, and he put his hands on the front of the car. He oh. gave us a look. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Really. He gave us a look, you guys, and then he took off running up the other side of the hill. We were screaming. We started hollering. Call the police. Call the police. We called 911, and I bet you, I bet you, this call is on record there. We called, and the police officer said, Yeah, yeah, ma'am. We've gotten a bunch of calls today. Sure, you saw the Sasquatch. Okay. Have a good day. I was pretty upset to say the least, but I did see him, and I just told the officer, Okay, one day, hopefully you will get to see him. You have a good day. And we got off the phone. <laughs>
2: baby he was he was running
1: he was run- he didn't run he le- like a
2: no I mean like oh, no, no, running no. like a human like no, running no, no. or like on oh, four legs like a dog running, okay, wait a minute,
1: he ran like a triathlete, he <laughs> leaped when he ran, he was eight feet tall, I'm telling you, and he ran his one step would have been ten of mine.
0: He
2: leaped
1: so hard, and his hair was blowing in the rainy wind.
2: Now, I want to say, everybody, I'm from Seattle also. I've lived here my whole life. Oh Growing my. up, I've heard about the Sasquatch nine million times. And being a young kid, and we got woods and stuff up here, I'd even go look for him. And I haven't found ne'er trace of Sasquatch, Bigfoot, or nothing. Do you hear me? Nothing. And okay. I've seen video footage and everything, but my wife says that this is true. Is this true, babe?
1: This is so true, honey. I'm not lying.
2: Okay. But, but you know what, baby? I'll have to say this. For, for over 10 years now, you have said this story, and you have nailed it every single time. The story has came out the same. So, And I know you as an honest woman, so I would have to go with this then, being true with an asterisk by it. Yes, love. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Way
1: to stand with your wifey.
2: Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now. Now. What about our number two? Now, this is a big one. This one doesn't necessarily come from America. This one comes from overseas, and this I, like I, I think we're talking like uh, Ireland, Britain, or over in that area, and that is the Loch Ness monster. Oh my now, goodness! Yes, babe, the Loch Ness monster. Now, you know, uh, recently, babe, in the paper, I read that scientists have found, in fact, a huge fossil of a gigantic sea creature that is over a hundred fifty. Hear me, 150 million years old. Can you believe that?
1: Oh my goodness! When I when you was telling me about it, I was shocked. But when I went in to read more about it, you guys and I'm gonna tell you why I believe this is fact. I watch all the different programs that they have. History yes, she does. Our yes, he does.
2: Yes, she does.
1: I'm telling you. And when you see the type of people that they interview on those shows, these are people 60, 80, 90 years old. They have nothing to gain by telling these stories. And they're coherent people. These are people <laughs> with reputations, doctors, lawyers, people that you would pretty much say, okay, that seems like an honest citizen. Okay. They're not ex-convicts or nothing like that. And I have nothing against ex-convicts. I, I don't. But I'm just saying they have track records of being pretty upstanding, you know, people. And they tell the story. They have pictures to back it up. They show the long neck monster in the water.
2: Now, I on, saw
1: Sasquatch, so you know I believe in this.
2: Uh Now I'm not saying that you don't believe in it, but uh, we oh, did. We watched the show together, and they said that that could have been a log sticking up. And, you know, being a fisherman myself, I've seen many things in the water, so I had to, okay, I can agree with that. Now, my thing about this one is, in today's environment with so much technology, sensors that can go under the water and sense all this, you're saying that you think, and there's so much more water sports out there and so many more boats on the water, that no one has seen this, I mean, like, got a picture of him, like, smiling, like, hey, (laughs)
1: No, no, no. no. Hold
2: on, everybody. Let's be clear here. My husband
1: is definitely, definitely one of the biggest naysayers when it comes to myths, so he's going to blast down on any myth that comes out. But I tell you this, the Loch Ness Monster is true they showed the thing in the water there's no log that has a head on it a, a head that looks like a serpent they have shown that people have bumped into this thing and it has capsized they boat that thing is in the water and one day i guarantee because see the things know people that believe and they know i believe so they're not going to mess with you
2: so they're not gonna mess with you because you believe. No, but
1: they gonna come show me theyself. They oh. gonna show me. they okay. They not gonna show the non-believers because they're. Well, like, they, they gonna show me because anyway.
2: if you're out there, I'm gonna be with you. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna see them too. Okay. So and when I see them, y'all believe me. I'm gonna get on here and I'm gonna let everybody know that, and you'll know that it's true if I'm saying it because I, I'm not really feeling. I'm gonna call that one false. Okay. Well,
1: I'm then my husband calls that one false, but I do have to say that scientists have found this fossil. So anybody that's interested in the Loch Ness Monster, please research more. You can go on Google, AOL, any of those, and you can put latest fossil found by scientists, and you can check it out for yourself. Now listen to this,
2: baby. Listen to this. Talking about the fossil. Now, uh, 150 million years old, that could have just been a huge dinosaur.
1: Well, they said that it wasn't a dinosaur, that it was something that could swim because it has wings on it, that like swim, like those fish. Oh, like fins. fins. They have Uh, fins.
2: Oh, okay. So
1: that's why they said it's underwater, and they found it underwater off of the coast of Ireland okay oh my god so i'm telling you i would have to go with this one being a true (laughs) my husband went with it being a false but i'm saying this one is a true anybody want to challenge me on that do some research and call this show next time and bring it up definitely and i'll be willing to go head to head with you the next one we have we're going to jump right into ufo's and i'm going to tell you right now i have long since believed in ufo's i cannot believe in this world, that some people do not want to accept that if we're here and we're such a complex form of life, of humans, humanoids, that there is not, in fact, others out there, and they are there.
2: Well, I, I will have to say that this one is true, no question. I, I'm going to go with you on this one because I, I just think that we would be very simple to think that in this Ooh. universe that is so, so big that we are not, or that we are the only people here. I'm just not even feeling that at all. I I definitely believe that this one is true. Now, what I don't believe is in those crop circles and stuff. What do you think about that?
1: Honey, I'm serious. You know I love watching all the programs, right? And I'm telling you, they have shown... Proof and facts that these UFOs exist, they keep trying to explain away stuff, and I 'm telling you there has been arm, the army the u s Army and the government have hidden the fact that they have found these Martians. These Martians have taken people off the road, went and did surgery on their brains, put little tiny med, little tiny metal like pieces in their body to track them. They have scientists here on earth have found these little pieces and said the metal that was used was of nothing of this earth. So it has to be true. I I haven't seen, I have not been lucky enough to see a UFO, but I have to go with this one being true.
2: I agree with you on this one. Now, I don't know about all the metal pieces and all the people (laughs) being abducted off of the freeways and their cars and all that stuff. I'm not going to speak on that, but I do think that UFOs are true. Now, have you seen a UFO?
1: No, I, I haven't been lucky enough to see one. I have watched the skies, you guys, so long, and I've been ready. I don't want to be taken away and, you know, surgery performed on my brain or anything, but I do want to see one in this lifetime. I really want to I want to make friends with the aliens. Oh, I know that good. if you tell them you want to make friends, you believe, they will come up, they will shake your hand. I want to make friends. I, I think they need to know that we <laughs> humans care for them.
2: I don't know if we care for them or not because they might not be nice. You might meet them and you might not like who you meet. But now, see, I,
1: I never thought of that one. Uh,
2: now I that with
1: did. E T, E T was nice.
2: Well, E T phone home. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
1: e. well then this one I might have to go. No, I'm going. I'm sticking with. Them. I'm sticking to my guns. This one's a true. What do you it, say? And,
2: and I'm with you 100 percent on this one. Okay. I say this this one is true. Now, what about our next one? Now, this one. Uh, I'm gonna let you judge first and foremost before I say anything. But the boogeyman. Ooh,
0: the boogeyman! <laughs> I'm gonna
1: tell you guys a story. Oh my God! Now this, uh, this right here is gonna scare you. Anybody at home by yourself? I'm gonna put a non-disclosure in here to tell you. this. So you know? Uh-uh.
0: Dude, Get somebody you know. in the
1: room with you. We was at home and I to you guys I'm not lying to you we was little kids we had a, my sister you know she's since passed on god rest her soul her name is Lisa she was in the bathroom with us and there's this thing called bloody mary now the boogeyman ain't got to be a man We was in there, bloody Mary, bloody Mary. If you go in the bathroom, turn off all the lights and stay in there and just keep chanting it to the mirror. It has to be dark, and you need people in there with you to help guide you up out that bathroom. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. We was, bloody Mary, bloody Mary, come to the mirror, bloody Mary. We kept saying it for about an hour. People say we was hallucinating because we was in this dark bathroom and we really wanted to see it. She came into the mirror, and we tore that bathroom up. We We tore it it up came out of there. Shower (laughs) curtains on the ground, folks bleeding. People was biting and running and screaming to run up out of there. We seen her face in the mirror and it was a long haired woman. I don't know what nationality, but she was ugly, and she came into that mirror like, "Okay, you don't want to play with me." And we ain't never did it since. So I'm gonna tell you, the boogeyman. I think we've seen. Now I would have to go with this one being true.
2: Now I'm gonna I'm gonna go uh, against you on this boogeyman thing Mm-mm. because I think that what what really has taken uh, America first and then the world by storms is this fascination with these scary movies and you got such like michael myers jason you got the candy man who kind of similar you go into the bathroom and say the thing so i think that these movies have really made people a a lot scared paranoid you know you you got people who are paranoid to be in the dark by themselves and different stuff kids scared to go to sleep they think something's under the bed and all that different stuff but uh i don't believe that i'm gonna go false on this one with the boogeyman what do you think
1: well, you guys, I mean, my husband said it. He said he's going he's gonna to go against this being a true fact, but I don't know. I mean, if you think you've got a boogeyman in your house, hey, with <laughs> what I'm saying. He probably is, or she. And don't go in the bathroom and do the Bloody Mary thing, because I'm telling you, you will be afraid. Call us and let us know if you do do it, and make sure you've got police standing by, okay? And go to our next one, which is ghost. Now, that one, I have to say, before I even go into any stories, I have never seen a ghost, but I've heard them. And I will tell you this right here, I believe this to be true, because we were at my best friend Patricia's house. And I don't know if it's just I'm psychic or what, but I have had experiences, y'all. I'm not making this stuff up. I'm telling you. We was at my best friend Patricia's house. We was all sitting in the living room. They had a fireplace going. They were living in a really, really, really old house. And we were all sitting there talking about scary stories and what we had seen, and I was telling them about the Bloody Mary story and so on. And it was about eight of us. We were all in ages of 13 to 18. And all of a sudden... In the kitchen, all of a sudden we see this bright blue flash, and pots and pans start shaking in the sink. This is, this is a true story. Scared us to death. We all took off running upstairs to her room, which was up nearly in the attic, and we all went in there, slammed the door, locked it, pushed the bed in front of it, and sat in there scared till like 4 in the morning when we finally couldn't take it no more, and we fell asleep. But we told the story, and people laughed at us. They laughed at us.
2: Yeah, I'm going to laugh at you also.
1: No, honey.
2: No. I'm telling
1: you I'm not lying. Now,
2: now as far as ghosts go, I'm going to say this. I, I think that there is something there, but I, I haven't had that run in with what people think of as a ghost as something that is scary. You know, I, I thought that I saw my grandfather before, so I have to uh, agree with that. But one reason I let my wife tell this story that I believe in ghosts is because of our daughter, Chantel, and she was mm-hmm. little, and mm-hmm. other people mm-hmm. would happened.
1: Oh, Lord Jesus, let me tell you guys this story. My daughter and me was at home. My husband was in New York playing for the New York Knicks at the time, and we were at our home, and we were getting ready to go to my mom's house, and all of a sudden I was getting my daughter dressed, and we had been afraid to stay out at this house. Um, We had a huge house, and we was afraid when Doug wasn't there to be there by herself. So I'm getting her shoes on, and all of a sudden she goes, Mom, Mom, look at Uncle Uncle Marlin! Look at Uncle Marlin! He's so nice. He's sitting on the couch. Look at him. And I'm like, Shani, Stop it. Uncle Marlin has passed on. She goes, look at him. He's flying around. Look, Mommy's all up on the sky. Scared me to death, you guys. I call my mom. I tell her what's happening. She goes, get out of the house. Get out of the house now. Run. Run as fast as you can. Well, of course, I'm falling downstairs dragging my daughter. I didn't drop her, of course, so anybody out there that's, you know, pro-parenting, don't think that I was abusing her. But I was running, dragging her down the stairs. With her clothes in my hand, she was in her pajamas, luckily. I ran out the front door, didn't even lock it, just slammed it shut, jumped in the car, and drove to my mother's house. And I wouldn't go back out there until I had like an army with me because she saw my brother who had passed on, and she goes, he's smiling at us, he's sitting on the couch. And I guess you're not supposed to be afraid of people that passed on, but I was scared to death.
2: Yeah, and that's what, that's what ultimately made me believe in ghosts because when, when I talked to our baby on the telephone, she told me the story verbatim. And she didn't necessarily know about death and know about Uncle Marlon, but no. she definitely seen something. So, uh, and and I thought she that and I was two and a half years old. Yeah, that's true too. She was, I mean, too little to understand. But I, I really, I have to say on the ghost one, I'm gonna go with true on this one.
1: I definitely would have to agree with my husband.
2: Now, what about this next one? This is a controversial topic right here. This this next one, but uh, it's I got here. Men can't be faithful. What do you think about that?
1: what this myth is about men not being faithful well i would have to say that i think that one is false. and i know i got a lot of women out there i see a lot of people on the call lines and if you want to say something go ahead and jump right in but i happen to doubt that i'm not a man myself but i have a man and i don't think that um they should be generalized in one you know or characterized in one group i think that they can be very faithful i think all humans can and it's just a choice it comes down to making a choice
2: Well said, baby, because I will have to, as a man myself, I will have to say we can do what we want to do. And if that's what you want to do, you can definitely do it. Uh, Speaking as a faithful married man loving my wife, if that's what you want to do, men out there, you can definitely do it. So I will definitely have to say that this myth is truly a myth, and it is false, (laughs) no question.
1: So we're going to go with false on number six, that men can't be faithful. And then we're going to move right on into number seven, and that is, ladies, they say women can't get along. (laughs) 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 You hear my husband making the cat scratch noise? (laughs) They they say that, but I happen to um, beg to differ on that. I would go with this one being a false myth because I have some women that I get along with, but I must say that if a woman doesn't want to get along with other women, she can make it very, very difficult. And um, so it's kind of like a, I'm on the fence with this one. What do you think?
2: I, I think I'm going to go true on this one. I think he, if really? you yeah, if you put enough in the room, it's going to be a difficult thing to, to get them to go along with <laughs> each other. Now, maybe if you guys are all going shopping together, now all the women are going to get along, and that's only if everybody can buy the same thing. And you but, know what
1: I think that is, though? I think that's from growing up and people competing. you like, oh, honey, you look so cute. You're going to make all your friends jealous when you wear this. <laughs> and it's, it's an embedded thing or something. I don't know. But um, I'm going to be honest. So I have ran into, since being married to my husband or, or even knowing him, I've seen that women can kind of play games and they do little things and they they just test you. You know, sometimes you have to kind of say something. Prime example, we were in L.A. recently and there was a woman that (laughs) we happened to be in a store. I don't know if my husband remembers this, but he was looking at clothes and she just kept on, like, pushing herself on them to the point where I finally was like, okay, enough is enough, you guys. And I'm like, "Uh, you don't really have to touch them. And the reason is because my husband has been, people have tried to sue him so many times before for that same exact reason, and it's like he has a target on his back, he plays in the NBA, and they have this whole stereotypical way that they look at athletes, and I just didn't want any problems. On top of that, I mean, we was patronizing the store. We were going to buy something. It's like you could chill we out. Still you still something,
2: actually. Relax,
1: yeah. We still buy something and everything. She apologized, but... She was, like, getting all up on him, and I finally said, excuse me, but you don't got to touch him. You can show us the stuff, but, you know, can you back up a little bit? And she was, oh, excuse me, but you don't have to worry. I ain't trying to get up on him. You know, really rude kind of like, and I just thought about it, and I, you know, I breathed 10 seconds, you know. (laughs) You know, I'm not going to even clown this girl, which I should, but I kind of thought about it, and I was like, that is so cruel how women treat each other. You know what you're doing. I'm not stupid, and my husband knows what you're doing, but cool. And then when I got up to the counter, she whispered that she was sorry. She apologized, and I told her, no problem, no sweat, and bought the T-shirt and everything, wore it. It was cool and everything, but just to show you that women can get along if they want to, but most of the time they do things to compete with each other, and I think that's where that myth comes from. So I have to say it's a true myth.
2: Yeah, I, I'm going to agree with you, baby. Good. I don't think that they can get along. <laughs> I think it, it, it's a problem there. But what about this one? Okay. When someone in your family gets pregnant, somebody must pass on. Someone must die. What do you think about that?
1: Well, you guys, that's a scary myth. I'm going to tell you because we have someone in our family right now that is pregnant, and I've been praying every day that nobody has to pass on. But I believe that myth is true because it seems like every time, and we have a huge family, someone has had a baby, somebody had to go on. And they say that's in every family, and that's how the world can continue without getting overcrowded. But I I just hope that it is a myth. So I'm going to have to go with, you know, it's not true because that's what I really believe and want it to be is not true.
2: I would have to probably agree with you that it's not true, but the law of balance I think is where we kind of come into something here is that, like you said, the world can't get overcrowded. So as somebody comes, somebody has to leave. So that's a hard one because, you know, it might not weigh out every single time, but I think if you look at it, it's probably something that is true because when someone comes, somebody else is going to have to make a space, so someone has to go
1: Wow, and I'll say that it was really fun talking myths with you, honey, and if anybody want to challenge us on any of these myths, feel free to call our show anytime. <laughs> you can call in at 347-215-8305 uh, anytime you want through the show, or you can go in our chat room. I'm sorry I haven't been able to really get in the chat room right now because I can't do two things at once, and this was a serious topic. It got me sweating over here because I did see the Sasquatch. I do
2: believe in the oh. man because I saw her. Yes, I do. Sasquatch, I, I, girl, I, I'm not everybody out there, listen. We if the if the Sasquatch ran by, you know who you saw is you saw the Sonics mascot. That's who you saw. He was running up the hill from a game no. and they had lost and he was, he was trying not to, on James he Street. yes, he had missed the bus. He ran up the hill and he was wet because it was raining
1: oh. and he looked
2: like that. That's that's who you saw. Did he have a Sonics jersey on? No, he was naked. <laughs>
1: But he was hairy, so I couldn't see saying. anything. I couldn't see anything. That's not funny. It might and, have been a sheath watch. <laughs> and now, okay, we hope you guys can have an open mind when this subject is brought up in the future, conversations that you might be having with somebody. God bless. And, you know, we really enjoy talking about this, and we will move right along. Do you have any more myths that you want to, like, Scare everybody
2: with, honey? Uh, I got one. What? I, now this this one's from Down in Bad. Uh oh, we can't do that. We <clears> gotta <throat> save. Got me, I love that music though. That's what I'm talking about. I get I get to that myth right Basketball all Right, that's what I'm talking about. And it is time that we welcome back the whistle Wizzle, what's happening?
0: it hey, is
2: yeah man, how are you doing today?
0: Good. How are you? Just I'm doing fantastic. Full sports day. Full sports oh, day. No here question. the show is going great. I love the topic. <laughs> we'll have to talk later about a few. A like no, no question about it. Look here. Let's start with
2: uh, in sports today. Let's start with a little bit of college hoops. What do you think about Coach K winning game 800 in his career? Now that puts him in uh, in a select few. What do you think about that?
0: Well, I think that's really, really special, and congratulations to Coach K. He's been a great coach for the Duke program and a really stand-up guy for men's professional sports. But on the other end of the spectrum, what about Vivian Stringer getting her 800th win earlier this week, and she's only one of three women, and she's the only black woman,
2: uh, obviously,
0: out of those three, so I think there hasn't been enough light shed on her uh, on her moment, so uh, let's put a little light on her, too. What do you think?
2: No, no question. I think that that is a, a fantastic point. Now, looking at both of those coaches, one being a man and one being a woman, still I would say in their prime, because both of them probably around 60 years old, do you think that it's possible if they coach for another 10 years to get to 1,000? That would be, what, 20 wins per season. Do you think that's possible?
0: I I think that's possible, and I think that record is definitely attainable. Um, Obviously, when you have a fixture as a coach in your program, uh, be it like a Coach K or a Coach Stringer, you have an excellent chance. You have a, a, a consistency with recruits and quality people, and you're going to pretty much get a, a sustained level of play and a graduation level of success in your program. So, yes, I think that that is attainable, and we will see 1,000 wins, without a doubt. There you
2: go. Stringer and Coach K, go get them. Now, what about the Wizard of Westwood? A lot of people don't talk about him because maybe he didn't get 800 and what have you, but we're talking about John Wood now, and this is a man who coached a team for, I think it was a, a year and a half, year and three quarters, went undefeated and won an national championship, uh, I mean, what's to be said about somebody who doesn't necessarily get the kudos in the wind column, but definitely does something and teaches his
0: kids? Well, first and foremost, I'd like to send my uh, my prayers out to his family. Uh, uh, Mr. Wooden just had an accident, and i appears that he's broke his wrist and the collarbone, in and I obviously he's not going to fall, but I understand that he's doing well. But uh, in terms of what he means for men's basketball um, during the time, uh, some of the players that you have that he's had and going through his program have became respectable people. Uh, starting and leading, definitely with Lou Alcindor or Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, as we know him today, uh, the, the 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 plans, the the schemes, the drills that were implemented from from Coach Wooden is legendary, and it's something that'll live through basketball forever.
2: No question. Well, I mean, can you can you feel? Can you smell the March Madness in the air? Or do you get that sniff? Because I'm I'm smelling it. it. It's getting close. I mean, we, I mean, obviously today is the first of March, but I I'm feeling March Madness. What about yourself?
0: Oh, definitely. There's a lot of good talent out there, and uh, you know, I'm I'm actually to be honest with you, I'm waiting on this six o'clock game this evening, and it's going to be Kansas State at Kansas, and and there's a couple of the most fabulous freshmen you'll ever see playing basketball, playing at Kansas State, and, and it's a real tough tough game. It's uh, uh, obviously an interstate rival, so a rivalry. And you have, uh, like I say, outstanding talent, great coaching, and it's just good for basketball. And All the teams right now are playing for something, and that's what it's all about is to play and, and try to a- accomplish your dreams.
2: Now, when you talk about interstate rivalry, we would be remiss not to talk about last week's matchup of number one Memphis and number two Tennessee for the battle of, I guess that would be the the banjo state. I'm not really sure. Well, what did you think about that game last week?
0: Well, wow, wasn't it a star-studded affair with, uh, Lisa Marie Presley there? Are you kidding me? Justin yes, certainly. In the in the in the attendance, uh, it, it, it's it's. Again, in-state rivalries always mean a lot, and first and foremost, what it does is really, really highlight the level of play that has been going on in Tennessee, Memphis, and obviously Tennessee. Um, I'm sure they've had a lot of the recruits that were going or had the decision of being picked by both schools or maybe having their back turned on them uh, by by maybe another school, one school or another, but either way you go, that was an outstanding contest. I, I don't think that we can read into the loss as much as we can as as opposed to the win because you take from it what you will. And they both have uh, talented games, talented teams, and uh, we'll see what happens next time because they're both two quality teams and they'll have the opportunity to play for it all at the end.
2: Yes. Now, now this question, before, before we go on and talk a little bit of NBA, this question, is it, it kind of mixes everything together. But when you're thinking about basketball, you've got high school basketball, you've got college basketball, and you've got professional basketball. Now, if you can answer this, what is the purest basketball? Which one do you look at as being the purest of those three?
0: Oh, wow. I always, I've always pretty much assessed that as far as what would be the most – this is definitely a question that's individual and that's person to person, but I think it comes down to what kind of kids would you like to coach the most. And I think if you could find reasons for justification behind that, I think that that would pretty much lead you in the right direction. Me personally, I think giving the kids an opportunity to get to college and to make something of themselves as opposed to having them in college. And, and you, you know, you're, we're coaching basketball, but – um, you're in high school, you're teaching life skills, and it's, uh, it, it's huge to learn about winning and losing, but if I can get you into college and teach you how to be a good person and to play hard and to try hard and to challenge yourself, you you win almost every time. So I'd like the, the opportunity that high school has, sending young men to college to further their education and to develop and to be something with themselves. So I think mm-hmm. that's the, actually the most impressive.
2: No question. I would have to agree with you. I do love college basketball. I think also at the same time, you know, you get kids in high school, and that is a definite age where you can do a lot of molding and a lot of things. Uh, The one thing I will say about college basketball is the fact that, obviously, you're not paying them yet, so they're still listening to the coach. They're really developing, ready to bud to that next level. So watching college basketball is definitely awesome. Um, moving on to the NBA. Now, on Sunday in the NBA, which is tomorrow, we have a couple matchups. I want to hear what you're thinking about them. First of all, we got the Mavs versus the Lakers. What are you looking at there?
0: Well, wow, that's going to be a great matchup. Um, if it comes down to a wire, I've got to give it to the Lakers because Avery Johnson will sub out Jason Kidd. oh That's just a joke. But, hey, uh, it justifies his 37-second 30, 30 matchup. Uh, Substitution is probably one of the biggest brains in basketball or on the court as we have it today. So, um, I no actually I expect kid to be on the court, and I think it should be an interesting contest. I don't think people are giving this Jason Kidd cre- uh, trade as much credit as they have Paul Gasol. Uh, first and foremost, because you look at the schedule who uh, the Lakers have been playing, and they av- haven't exactly played the toughest teams. Uh, in the league, they're, granted they've played uh, Phoenix, and you know, and, and they fared well against them. But it's still a new Phoenix team, and and all everything feels is happening is it, timing for those guys right now. And I'm not saying they're not a great team, although they lost last night to Portland. But my point is, is that. Jason Kidd, to this Dallas team, really, really gives them opportunity to share the ball. I think everybody opens up their game. They become teammates. We learn how to pass. And I think playing basketball becomes fun again just to make the right play. And, and when you're having fun, it becomes more efficient and it's easier to play the right way than it is to work your butt off and play the hard way.
2: Yeah, I'm looking at this that this could be a preview of the Western Conference Finals. I'm definitely thinking that that is possible. I I would have to say that it would not be good if I wasn't able to comment on the fact that Jason Kidd, Avery Johnson, subs him out in the last minute. Now, what did you make of that? I mean, this guy is the brain trust of your team now in no better time than to find out exactly what he's going to do because he's proven, been to the Finals two years in a row, that he's going to make the right decision decision. What do you think Avery Johnson was thinking there?
0: Well, uh, for starters, I'm definitely not buying the the, the explanation that Avery gave the press afterwards, after the game, which was that I planned on getting um, an extra shooter in there. The the guy that he put in, Jerry Stackhouse, isn't, uh, his numbers, it just doesn't balance out because Jason Kidd is a better shooter, putting pretty much... On their team, rather than, instead of uh, rather than a uh, uh, Josh Howard and Jason Terry, so um, that really didn't make a lot of sense. But first and foremost, you always put the smartest players on the court. And w- even if J- uh, even if Jason Kidd goes over four in the game, and you look at the games where he ha- he'll have 16 assists, uh, uh, 11 rebounds, and he only shoot five times, that's telling you that this guy is a real pro and he has a knack for playing the game the right way and, and, and taking advantage of the people when they're in the proper spaces. Now when those people are in the proper spaces, they're rewarded. Thus, they'll, they'll run again. So mm-hmm. you got a team that's running. You've got big men that are happy. They're smiling. Their hands are up. I'll go rebound and try a little bit more now. I'm sure that their practices are a lot more entertaining.
2: No question. So, Avery, if you listen, put Jason Kidd in the game.
1: <laughs> we love Avery, don't we?
2: Um, no question. He, he made a blooper right there, though, I have to say. Now, Sunday also is going to be the Bulls-Cavs. Now, that is a trade matchup. So, there. I mean, you know, sometimes you get a little animosity, a little testiness, because all of a sudden we've been traded. What do you make of the Bulls-Cavs, first of all, the trade, and then also what do you make of this game?
0: Well, first of all, the trade was absolutely sensational for the Cavaliers. Um, I don't know what Chicago was thinking. Obviously, they're clearing house and and, and going to make some moves and go another direction, but uh, it doesn't make sense on paper why you want six guards for starters. But the deal for Cleveland, it really worked out. They got the shooter they needed. They got another uh, ball handler. Um, everybody talks about the defense that they lose on the perimeter, but you can kind of make up for that when you have a, a stopper in the back, and 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 he plays with attitude. So everybody's defense is going to step up, just like uh, with uh, with the Jason Kidd deal and that the camaraderie and what it what it takes and the desire. Everybody has to hold themselves accountable, and Ben Wallace does that just as as well as Jason Kidd. So I think everybody holds themselves more accountable. And if Wallace Serviak happens to be there, because from what I understand, he is having a Third kid with his wife. um, I think that can be a a huge, a huge upset for Chicago. Now, granted, Drew Gooden for Chicago, they've got a couple pieces that they can, you know, possibly work with, and uh, Drew Gooden is one. And Larry Hughes, I I mean, he hasn't personally been a favorite of mine, but he looks as comfortable as he's looked in years with the Bulls, and he actually looks a lot better than he has been with. Uh, Cleveland so I don't know if he had a problem with playing with LeBron or not being able to hold the ball enough because you know there is only one ball so uh, it's going to be an interesting game and I'm sure there will be a lot of people who want to who prove each other wrong uh, Larry's actually wanted out of uh, Cleveland for some time and he got his wish so I think that he'll have something to prove and uh maybe he might try to stick LeBron, uh, but if that happens, I'm sure we know what's going to happen because <laughs> LeBron will kill Practice yeah, Exactly. So I think it should be a one-sided game, and uh, LeBron will keep right.
2: There you go. You guys heard it right there. The whistle says the Cavs are going to win that one. Now, what do you think about P.J. Brown to Boston? Uh,
0: I, it's okay. I mean, I'm – I don't know. I like P.J. Brown. He's never done any wrong. Um, you, you get an, an active player, you get some uh, somebody else with some know-how, um, court-savvy, ingenuity, a good hard foul, um, you know, uh, some toughness. So, yeah, I mean, he wouldn't hurt you, but uh, Joe Smith really would have helped him out. But, you know, hey, it's not a perfect world, and everybody doesn't see things the way the world does.
2: And the <laughs> Wizzle sees it with 2020 vision. Wizzle, again, we want to thank you, man, for another great segment on sports, man. Until next week, we will see you.
0: Uh, thank you. And until then, work on your level and dimension. There it is. <laughs> Eat salmon. Peace.
1: And today, in Hot Topics, we have a really sad topic that we want to bring up first and foremost, and that's Juvenile's baby. Oh. His daughter, his little young daughter, was murdered, and it was his baby's mother's son, 18-year-old son, that killed her. He also killed her sister and her mother. And we just really, really want our hearts go out to that whole family and what could have possibly went wrong to make an 18-year-old kill his mother and his sister's, It it, it just baffles me, and, and, you know, God bless their souls.
2: No, no question, babe. We want to send a a blessing out to them. Those type of situations are crazy. I I mean, in our society, what what we're looking at, especially in our community, that three lives are lost and really four because now he is in prison and is going to be there for the remainder of his life, and juvenile has something that is definitely going to be on his mind for some time to come. So uh, our hearts go out to you, juvenile. What about also, babe, the gunman? On a California high school campus.
1: Well I can just say, sweetie, that I told Chantel you will not be going (laughs) to school no time in the future. It's just gotten so bad. It's like you can't even go to school and get education without someone pointing a gun. They could come up in there in your class and you could be at any school. It doesn't matter where it shows to be in a Los Angeles school that was the start of something really bad. I mean, it just trickled down. It's got copycats and everything.
2: Yeah, I I think one thing, like you said, copycats, that's a big word, because I think at the age that children are going to high school and just school period is they're very impressionable, and all of a sudden now guns are way more uh, accessible, and they're able to get them and take them to school. And one thing that you have to always think about is the fact, and we all know because we've grown, and if we're not, we're still kids, kids can be very very harsh and uh, I mean just saying stuff and doing stuff and teasing each other and some kids evidently don't have the ability to break that down into you know words and sticks and stones so that is man that is a terrible terrible thing but like you said Shanny, and no school
1: and it's and it's you know the good thing about her not going to school our kids not going to school is that they get that bonding time with their father who is very good with them and with their grandma um, you know that and with me, that we can help them, we can teach them, and we can do just as much as as a school teacher. We also have tutors that come in as well, and they go to different outside schools. That's not maybe in the school system, but it's too bad they couldn't get that socialism by going to a regular school. But it's just too dangerous out there, and you never know when you're going to get that call. We have enough to worry about. Then they have to worry about our kids at school trying to learn, having to be evacuated, or maybe being the unlucky one and getting you know, pierced or hit by a bullet.
2: No question. That is, that's is—that's crazy. But you also have your Sylvans and yes. all those different places that there's learning that's able to take place. So uh, that's a blessing at the same time.
1: That's right. And then we've been on a more high level or high note for this Family, a couple won the lottery for over two hundred million dollars recently within Woo! the last seven days, and they won it by playing their grandkids' birthdays. Now, what do you think about that? Now,
2: that is something, and I'll have to say that you got to be in it to win it. And we bought a ticket, and we was in it, but we just didn't win it. That is that is beautiful because uh, when when I saw them, I believed that, You know, they're probably seventy years old or something like that. So that money hopefully can help generations to come. That was something that was definitely. Definitely beautiful.
1: Yeah, and congratulations to them.
2: No question. Now tell me uh, about this. What are you thinking, babe? There's this uh, a virus, and it's called ricin, and we were watching, and we saw it in Las Vegas. All of a sudden at a hotel, they evacuated the hotel, and I guess – a one of the people that were in there was rushed to the hospital because they were sick and then one of their relatives came back to get some of their clothes and belongings and they noticed these little things and i saw them on tv and they look like a a pod that a butterfly would be in but they were a little bit bigger and they were all different colors like marbles and they said that this ricin if it's ingested just you know through the air through breathing Within 72 or 48 to 72 hours, it can cause liver failure, organ failure, and all this different stuff. And if you ingest it, meaning put it in your mouth and take it in, it can kill you not instantly but pretty darn fast. So, and
1: that's just a sad thing to hear. It, we, we It's not enough that we have all kinds of other issues to worry about Um To have to worry about something like that is just pathetic. You know, I have a sister that just got in a car accident today, leaving our son's birthday party, happened to be driving on the freeway, got in a car accident. It's one thing after another. And for someone to bring a disease or a virus or some type of scary thing like that into the U.S., it's just just pathetic. It's crazy. It's like we really need to get a grip, and God didn't put us here on this earth for this type of stuff to happen and for it to be there. Unless that was a doctor trying to transport it to another lab to test it, then there's no damn reason in the world for it to be there, and I'm pissed about
2: it. Yeah, and if anybody out there, if you're planning on going to Vegas, I can't remember the name of the hotel, but uh, you extended might. Extended stay. Extended stay. You're going to have to watch out. Uh, I don't know if they opened it back up, but when I saw it, they had it closed down. It, it looked like there was some, you know how they do for roaches, it looked like there was some roaches in it or something, oh and they were, they were evacuating it. So watch out if you're going to Vegas. Okay. Now, what about Bob Knight? He is going to commentate. The whole Final Four this season on ESPN, Now that should be a lot of fun. What do you think about that? Beth?
1: I think that's going to be off the chain. He is a serious personality. Anybody that don't know Bob Knight, he's the one that cusses out his players and tells them to go to hell and eat their own shit and <laughs> so, stuff like that. So he's a card, and he's going to be very interesting to watch commentating. But you know, he is a legend in his own right, and people will tune in. and ESPN's doing a lot of advertising for it. They're putting, you know, putting it out there in commercials and promo pieces and stuff to let you know that Bob Knight will be there.
2: I have a feeling he's not going to be the same Bob Knight that that everybody sees when he blows his top at a bad call or something like that. I think he's going to be a little bit more reserved. But nonetheless, Bob Knight has a has a fiery tongue, and I think that he's going to be a, a little more than people expect, but not quite what everybody sees on, uh, on television when he's throwing chairs and pooping in the middle <laughs> of the floor, making the, the players practice around it and
1: oh, all that type of then. stuff. That he <laughs>
0: okay.
1: And as you can hear, my husband, he's throwing chairs and stuff. You might want to tune in to ESPN if you want to see some <laughs> – Some light scam action, and um, we'll go right into the favorite part of our show, which everyone writes in to us about, which is the music segment. And, again, I'm so sorry that I haven't been able to really play around in the chat room with you guys and me and Doug um, answer some of your questions and stuff. But you know what? We'll be back next Saturday again at 5 o'clock, same place, same time. But we have a couple questions, honey, and one of the questions is, Doug, are you looking forward to your future wedding with your wife, Jackie, this July eighth, two 2008?
2: Ooh. Good good question. We've been so busy that we haven't even uh thought about that, but you know, this year, well first of all, let me answer the question. Yes, I am. No question. <laughs> but uh This year is going to be my wife. She is going to be planning this because I planned so many in the past that last year she did it, and it was fantastic, beautiful. I will say that that was one of my all-time favorites, by the way. But uh, you guys stay tuned and tune in and find out what she's going to do because I'm curious because I don't know yet. But I know she'll be there to say I do. She better (laughs) say I do at least. And And uh, we'll have a good time.
1: Oh, that's beautiful, and I'm, I'm glad because you guys found out along with me that I will be planning it, so I better get busy. A hate of <laughs> is coming up, and I was thinking my husband was going to do another one of his fascinating we- weddings, but I- I'll do it. I'm going to do a good job, and I want you guys to stay tuned so I can tell you what I've done. It's a surprise right now, and that leads into our second question, and that's, Jackie, what will you be wearing? And um, I think it's the same person that asked this, and I cannot tell you right now, but we will post um, the wedding on our MySpace which is MySpace, Jackie and Doug, Infinite Love, and you can catch, check the pictures out there, or they will be on, and excuse me, they will be on JackieChristie.com or DougChristie.com, or you can even go to our daughter's MySpace at MySpace.com forward, forward slash MyShanny, and we'll have some pictures up there maybe, if she lets us put them up there. But that won't be to after July 8th, so you guys got to hang with us until then to see
2: Now, that was new to me because I didn't know there were going to be any pictures. So my plan of my birthday suit ain't going to work, y'all. I'm going to have to get a tuxedo or something. Your birthday
1: suit, see, you guys, you (laughs) be having all kinds of surprises. but That's how you keep your love alive and that's how you keep it sexy. You you don't tell people what you're going to do and you just show up in your birthday suit and get married. That would be fantastic. But moving into the next question, honey, they want to know how long have we been together?
2: Oh, man, uh, let's see here. We've been married 12 times, and we've been together for 16 years now. I believe that is correct, 16. That that. Let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. That's quite a bit of time, 16 years, but it seems just like yesterday, no question about it. Time flies, y'all, when you're having fun, and that's what you need to do when you with your loved one, and especially your wife, that special person. And we we did a segment on friends that it's your best friend. And, and you have fun together because that's what's going to make uh, make the fire keep burning. And fun is like uh, sparking your fly, fire, throwing uh, gasoline on it, engulfing it, making it something that is really, really hot. And that's what we're talking about.
1: That's right. I, I couldn't have said it better. And I got an uh, email question from someone saying, how come you guys didn't cover your hot topic for fashion, you've been leading us in such a great direction, what is it this week and I'm going to have to go ahead and throw in their handbags from the woman's point of view you've got to have a nice handbag and you don't have to go out and get a four, five, dollars $600 handbag, you can get a $50 handbag, you can get a $20 handbag it just depends, you bring your personality to that bag, if it's jean if it's leather, if it's pleather whatever it is, you, you make it become your own you put your own personality to it and any handbag will do, but make sure it's it's really cool, it's different, it's unique and it's fun and you can find them everywhere. If you want to get discounted handbags that's designer, that's name brand, you can go to overstock.com, you could go to bluefly.com, you could go to JackieChristy.com. I'm mm-hmm. trying to hint. I ain't trying to hint. Mm-hmm. You could also go to um, there's so many amazon.com and I could keep going. Um You can go to Zappos. They also have handbags. And all these places you can get, you know, really discounted nice handbags. If you want to go to a store, remember, there's TJ Maxx, Marshalls. There's Nordstrom's, Macy's, and the list goes on. So that would be my um, topic for this week for fashion. Since we skipped that, I wanted to make sure I brought that back to you. And, honey, yours?
2: No question. I I would have to say that this fashion tip is for those of you out there who have a special someone. Now, this is fashion that Uh you have a special someone. And for the men out there, it is boots and a birthday suit. You get that? And that special (laughs) someone is going to love you, baby.
0: (laughs) You know it. Boots
2: and a birthday suit. You what heard it
1: first. Boots? What kind of
0: boots?
2: You know cowboy boots, baby.
0: It's <laughs> got to be
1: yee Okay, you guys, go to our MySpace. Go, No, 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 no. Better yet, go to YouTube.com. YouTube.com and put in Doug Christie. Go to the video of my husband's that says Christie's Uncut. Remember, go to YouTube and then put in Doug Christie and then go to the video that says the Christie's Uncut Volume 1, you have to go there because you will see what he's talking about with birthday, (laughs) (laughs) with boots and a birthday suit. He's not in his birthday suit, but he's damn near, okay? So go there, check it out, have fun with it. It is our... it's produced under Infinite Love Productions. We did produce it, and it's our DVD, and it is available at Amazon.com or JackieChristy.com or com. We just wanted to tell you that, and it brought it to my attention when my husband said, boots and a birthday suit. is hilarious. But back to our love and romance, honey, they want me to, tell you, to say something special to you, a poem to you on air right now live, so I'm going to do it. Ooh. And it is Roses Are Red, Violets Are Blue, You're Just the shit and i love you (laughs) and i want to say i'm sorry for any kids listening for me using profanity but that is that is how passionate i am about this man right here
2: no question i like that poem that was hot i'm digging it i got one last question from uh somebody who texted in to us and they said jackie you love your husband what is the nicest thing that he's ever done for you
1: the nicest thing my husband has ever done for me was said, I do on July 8, 1996, and I will always uphold my vows to you. That was the nicest thing he has ever done because he has truly been upstanding. I cannot say that enough, and I want every woman out there to know that your Mr. Right is out there, and all you men out there, your Mrs. Right is out there, but it all comes from that self-respect, that self commitment that commitment to whatever relationship whether it be marriage boyfriend and girlfriend engagement whatever it is be committed we can do it we're a society and we're humans and we we have been blessed by God we can do whatever we want to do do unto others as you want them to do unto you and if it would break your heart for your mate to go out and do some type of infidelity then think about what it would do to theirs if you did it to them so the nicest thing is him being an upstanding and honest husband and secondly the the, you know being a, a great father. He's both of those, and I'm truly blessed.
2: Dang, I wish I'd known that. I could have saved a whole lot of money, y'all. <laughs> uh, he's just kidding. He's just kidding.
1: Nobody listened to that. Nobody I'm listened to that. Nobody heard what he said. I'm Let's go on. Two. Uh, Talking about one cause that um, we try to bring up regularly on our show, and that is HIV and AIDS. We stand for that. We want everyone to know your status. We want everybody to go to InfiniteLoveFoundation.com, and you can find out more information. Um, Our daughter is also the Youth, the National U.S. Youth spokesperson and ambassador to HIV and AIDS. She brings awareness and education to everybody and especially the youth about that. It is a serious disease, you guys. we got to take it serious. you got to understand that when you're out there, if you are out there having sex and you're not committed to one person and you know, you really have a high chance nowadays of catching HIV and it's something we have to stop starting now. There's parents out there having kids that have it. Please be tested. Know what you're doing because when you pass it on to that child, it's another generation of that. AIDS going around, HIV and AIDS going around and infecting others. Let's stop this disease. We can if we just take charge right now. Go to InfiniteLoveFoundation.com
2: no question. And I would have to say with that, knowing your status is something that is so big because how often do you hear somebody saying, I'm going to get an HIV and AIDS test, but how often do you hear somebody saying, oh, I'm going out to the club, I met a That's girl right. or I met a boy and, That's yeah, right. we did this and we did that. You hear that way more than you hear about people getting tested. So we just want everybody out there to please know your status because knowing your status is going to know your health and know that you're going to be around here for as long as God wants you, no question. And I
1: also want you all all to know please do not treat people that might have already been infected however they got infected it doesn't matter they're humans you guys they're our friends they're our families they're people they're our you know our other humans, there are um, you know, associates, There are coworkers, they're human beings. Please treat them with love and respect no matter what. Don't think that they're a disease. Don't think that they're bad people. Befriend them and, and try to help them because, you know, it, it's a scary thing to have, and it's just like cancer or anything else, and it, I'm sure it's not their choice to have contracted it. So just treat everybody with love and respect, and we want to close our show with telling you we'll be back next week, same place, same time, and thank you for joining us. See you later my friend.
0: Make sure you come back. Be safe.